D-S-N-Y. Well, you, you saw what I sent you the other day, right? The little mini computer for the cat. I did, and I, I have yet to go out and purchase or make one. So I haven't done that yet. Oh, well, that's how you get Tori to stop interrupting the podcast. Not that I, I mean, want that to really, stop because I really love it. Is it really a problem? No, I love it. I think that's... Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's the best content that comes out of, out of the hours and hours that we've been doing this. For as long as we talk about Yankees baseball, it all gets completely overshadowed by Tori just walking up and sticking her butt in your face. She wants to be in the spotlight. I mean, that's all that I can say. That's it. Uh, I have I have some big news. I have a big announcement. About yourself or about the Yankees? About myself. Okay, let's go. Let's big hear it. Big announcement. I won my very first Roto-Aware raffle. Finally <gasps> did it. Oh, yes, Finally I did it. That. After years and years and years of retweeting and liking and all of that, saying this time I'm going to win, this time I'm going to win, this time I'm going to win, I finally won. I'm wearing the shirt now. It's a nice little pitching ninja shirt. Ooh, I like, I like. And you know what I really like is when they have a winner, they go onto their Twitter and they look through what they talk about. Like they looked through my stuff and they were like, mm, this girl loves Brett Gardner. They sent me Brett Gardner shirt. Yeah, I mean, they... They let me pick. I, I actively picked this one. Uh, I mean, I'm sure looking at my Twitter feed, they probably would have been like, N- you know what? The the black pitching ninja shirt is definitely the one for him anyway. Aren't they so soft too? Oh, they're, it's perfect. It's my favorite shirt. I'm, I've worn it three times already. I just I'm keep wearing my Roto Wear shirt too. I got a Savages in the Box shirt. I'm wearing mine as well. Oh my gosh. This is not an ad, but it sounds like it. But I'm serious. It's definitely not an ad. It's the least we can do for RotoWear. They provided us with some free shirts, and this is the least that we can do for them. I mean, they didn't provide it for the specific intent of us advertising them on the podcast, but I feel like this is technically not a free ad because they no, did give us shirts. They did. Absolutely. We both won these contests. I actually won a shirt and a hoodie, so I kind of beat you there. Oh, um, and they I sent it me- back on Twitter. They sent me the um, That's Baseball Susan hoodie, and it's one of my favorite things in the world. And when I met Aaron Boone at uh, a signing when he came to Syracuse, I wore that sweatshirt, and he was like, that is an awesome sweatshirt. And I was like, my Aaron. (laughs) Aaron, you dog. But no, seriously, I thought it was hilarious, and I wear it all the time, and my aunt loves it. Like She's like, where can I get that? So guess what? We're still promoting for Rotoware. So once again, not an ad, but we definitely love Rotoware. They are the best. Absolutely. And since we're doing not an ad, I should probably introduce the podcast. This is episode 101, the Aaron Judge plus Derek Jeter episode of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, Warwick Gaming, XL Media, and as always, Rivercrest NYC. And I know tonight, tonight's a big night for you. It's the NFL draft. We got to figure out, are the Cowboys going to be good next year? Uh, obviously, the answer is always no. The Cowboys will stink forever. But yep. it's a big night anyway. Yeah, so I don't really follow the NFL draft really closely. Um, I get, obviously, all the notifications on my phone from ESPN. But That's like, all you I need. Just don't, I just don't follow college football as, as much as other people do. So, like, for me... 
obviously you hear the big names, so you know what's up. But once they get kind of into the second round, I'm like, I really don't know many of these players. So it really doesn't matter to me. So quite honestly, what I'm going to do after I podcast here is I'm probably going to throw on an old Yankee game. Maybe the Greg Bird game from uh, against Cleveland. That's one of my favorites. You could always throw the Padres on. Oh, you're right. I could do that, too, because guess what? I'm not blacked out of those games. Nope. Not blacked out of those games. I can watch every Padres game that I want. Uh, I was actually, I was actually thinking about that. What if, like, what if, what if I moved for a job? I've been thinking about moving for jobs. Okay. I'm applying to jobs all over the country sure. because I, I like working. I want to work for not like free, working. which is basically what I do now. I basically James, just work for free. James, how old are you? Twenty-five. Okay, you like working? Yeah. Give it three years. You won't. <laughs> Give it three years. No, I've, you know, I've, I've done the boring stuff, the, the cube monkey office stuff. And that I hated. That was the worst. It wasn't for me, which is why partly I do shit like this. Let's start a podcast and get Allison, just rope her into the podcast. Just, she comes on as a guest one time and she doesn't even realize that by having her on as a guest, I'm really just laying the groundwork for her to become the future co-host of the podcast. She didn't even see it coming. She just thought she was doing me a favor and it's too late now, but that's why I do this stuff. Cause I, I, was like, I like doing this work. This I was is wondering fun. why you sent me that paperwork and told me to prick my finger and, you know, do all that. So I signed a blood oath. Apparently I just had no idea. Absolutely. And yeah, so Besides the point, I'm looking all over the country and it occurred to me that if I moved to that area in Iowa that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago with yep. the with like eight teams blacked out, my MLB TV subscription will be absolutely worthless. I won't be able to watch any of the games because all the teams be, are blacked out. It would be completely obsolete, just completely. Um, yeah, that would be an interesting choice for you. Uh, all I can say is that one of my friends who lived here in Syracuse for a while did an internship with the Padres uh, a couple of years ago, a summer Ooh. internship. So I'm not sure if it was for social media, graphic design. I think it was something along those lines, like the scoreboard, you know, operational putting together like the bits and pieces for that. Um, so she did that and she loved it so much. She kept applying, applying, applying for jobs with the Padres. She unfortunately did not get a job with the Padres, but she moved back out to San Diego just because she loved it so much. And now she's going to all the Padres games. So good for her. I'd love, I'd love to move to San Diego. Steve Woods, hit me up, buddy. Hit me ah, up, Woodsy. That's true too. Yeah. He actually, he helped me with the school project I'm working on. I'm doing, uh, Actually, I won't I won't reveal the content of the podcast because I, it is going to be released here. It's going to be an, a bonus episode of Bleacher Creatures that doesn't involve Allison at all. So it's going to be so, less, less exciting. OK, so James is using my name to get listeners. I see how it is. You know, I have over 7000 followers. I know that's not much in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> but it's more than you. So I know exactly. what you're doing. You are exactly. using me. Yeah, but uh, no, I got I got some heavy hitters on that podcast now. Keith McPherson, he was he did an interview for it. Uh, Andrew Keith. Rotondi from mm -hmm. Bronx Pinstripes, he did one. Uh, Woodsy, Woodsy got me with the uh, with the Padres fandom. Uh, I don't know, I don't know if you know Justin Parman, but he helped me out too. He does some awesome hype videos for the Padres, uh, which is great. And who else? Who else was? Oh, Max Goodman, Max Goodman, the mm -hmm. Sports Illustrated reporter for the Yankees, he was on it too. So you got some heavy hitters on this bonus podcast that Allison's not going to be a part of. Yeah, I knew nothing about this. I'm just learning about this as everyone else is at the same time. So this is a little disappointing. But I have to say, the guy that does the hype videos for the Padres, are those the videos that are hilarious and just two random fans 
because you should get those guys on the podcast. Have you you've seen those videos, right? Are you, are you talking about the rapping guy? Yes. Oh no 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 no. Oh. The Padres because those Padres are hype videos. Him. If Padres you're talking hype them. videos, that is the height of hype. Oh my word, Allison! You just you just alienated the entire Padres fan base in one sentence. I can't believe you did that. You know, it's funny. I like funny <laughs> things. I'm an entertained person. I like to be entertained. The Padres are an entertaining baseball team. These Padres fake rappers, whatever they're doing is pretty funny. Fair enough. I mean, just go to war with an entire like city. Funny it, is things. It, is. it is what it is. Go like to war. right now I'm watching old reruns of the amazing race. I've never seen it. Um, so it's really entertaining to watch them when they aired in 2002, because first of all, you can tell why, why people hate when we travel to different countries. They're like, Oh, tourists, you know, but it's really funny because there's these two guys and they think they're cracking jokes the entire time. And I don't want to laugh at them because I'm like, I just really don't like them, but they are so funny. But that's what I do. I laugh at things that are funny. I'm sorry. See, I don't, I never understood going back to watch old episodes like The Amazing Race because my brother Kevin does that too. He does it with Survivor. He watches like all the old Survivor seasons that he's never seen before. And I'm like, why are you doing this? You could just Google who won. Oh, what's so what's the point? I'm trying not to do that because I do that a lot with The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I wouldn't be able to do it. I would need to know. Right. Exactly. So I didn't do that with the first season, which I did. And I'm almost tempted to do it for the second season, which is now what we're on. But basically I wanted something because my little side business is I craft and I need to have something on in the background on TV, but it can't be something that I really am paying attention to, you know? So that's the kind of TV that I would put on that. Like I can look up every, you know, minute or so and catch a little bit of it, but I can still hear what's going on. I just don't have to see. And you're also not really all that invested in what's going on. So you can focus on your work. Exactly. So there you go. That's the explanation. Community is that show for me. Have you ever seen Community? Ow. Yes. That's my go-to show whenever I have to do like boring work, boring stuff, like editing videos for the podcast, which I haven't done in like two weeks. I was going to say, you haven't done those. I haven't even seen one in my email. I know. I'm definitely not going to do it this week either because I am. I believe, I just want to say that last week you promised it would be in my inbox by a certain time. And I looked at that certain time and it was not there, but I was like, you know what? I will give James a little bit of leeway here. I know he's busy. I know he's going to class and doing all this stuff. So I gave you a couple hours, went to sleep, woke up at eight o'clock in the morning and I was like, still not here. I wonder what's going on. But I didn't want to ask you because I wanted to be passive aggressive about it. So here I am talking about it on the podcast. I will say last week when I promised you that video, uh, the time I promised it to you by, I was awake at that time. And the time that you woke up to go to work in the morning, I was still awake. I spent all night editing a, editing a school project, which was just... It was because it was community that I had community on in the background. And it got a little bit too engaging in community. And it took forever for me to just edit this stupid video. I'm in final season now, Allison. I'm a student again. It's been like four years since I was a college student. So I don't, I wasn't really expecting final season again, but now it's final season. I got to shoot stuff. I got to do the podcast, that podcast we're releasing. That's a school project. And that's just, I'm just not going to let the school release it though, because we get ad money for doing this podcast. So So we're going to, we're going to get some money for that. So, you know, just here's an idea. Maybe don't promise me things that you can't commit on. You know, my therapist told me that in my relationships, I need to start telling people not to promise me things. I'm therapizing you right now, James. Please don't do that to me. 
yes, therapize me. I will no longer promise you videos that I won't deliver. I'll just surprise you with them. I'll send them to you at four o'clock in the morning, but I won't promise that I'll send them to you at four o'clock in the morning. They'll just appear in your, in your mailbox when you wake up. I do appreciate that. And I think we can move on with a healthy podcast relationship from now on. And maybe we can talk some baseball. I mean, isn't yes, that what we're absolutely. Here uh, the Yankees, the New York Yankees, what this podcast is really all about. They're like definitely back, right? Um, no, uh, it's, I think it's, they're definitely back. It's been a rough couple weeks for me. And last Thursday, I was just, I was not feeling great. I was super busy. I had a lot to do. So unfortunately we were like, yeah, let's do it on Monday. And then Monday rolls around. And of course, James has to tell us all about his COVID shot experience. But I have to tell you that at that point I was straight up depressed. I didn't want to talk about the Yankees, let alone how bad they were. They looked bad. Well, this weekend like, got a this weekend got a little bit better. You take well, three of four from Cleveland. You split a series in Baltimore. I'm pretty happy. I know. But listen, they are not what was advertised or what no, we were not expecting. Yet. Not yet. And not yet. Um, and you know what is so interesting? And this is the thing that I brought up to you actually on Twitter the hypocrisy surrounding Clint Frazier, just all of a sudden I've seen people and they go, Clint Frazier is an outstanding defensive left fielder. If only he could get the bat going and, and show us he could actually hit because he can't hit. What? Unbelievable. Imagine <laughs> that two years ago, you're saying, God, Clint Frazier is so valuable in the field. He's a gold glove caliber outfielder. I just wish that he could hit a little bit. Imagine that two years ago, we were having the exact opposite conversation. Like, oh, Clint Frazier, legendary bat speed, but he looks like a doofus in the outfield. And it's like two years ago, two years this was literally not even two years ago. People were having that conversation last summer. They shouldn't and have been, though, because Clint Frazier was a gold glove finalist I know, last year. I know. Finalist, Allison. I know. But listen, just I was my jaw dropped. I said, this cannot be happening. How is this happening? I'm living in an alternate universe. Something happened. And, you know, Clint Frazier, he hit a home run the other night. So, you know, maybe he's starting to pick, see things a little bit better, pick his pitches better. But quite honestly, the entire season, he's kind of looked like he's just been guessing whatever's going to come to the plate and not even having any idea what's coming. Yeah. Yesterday he goes two for four, hits a double, hits a home run. Great day. You think, hey, maybe Clint Frazier is right. Maybe he is finally starting to, and I can't believe I'm going to say this catchphrase, turn the corner. Mm -hmm. And today he goes 0 for 3. Right. But listen, I mean, at the same time, Brett Gardner's not doing well either. I believe he's like one for his last 29 or one for his last 30. He not is great. not I'm starting to get well hate texts about Brett Gardner again. And then, of course, Mike Talkman gets traded and goes three for three. I always loved Mike Talkman. I couldn't I believe we traded him. And, and I know. Just because uh, that is, was that really the best we could get for Mike Talkman? Is that really the best we could do? I, I don't think so. I think Mike Talkman well, had a lot more value. Well, here's the other thing, too, that, um, you know, and we're just kind of covering everything in like just one big ball, because quite honestly, that's exactly what happened. Everything weaves in with each other this week. So uh, they got one. Is it pronounced Wandy? <laughs> I don't even know. It's got to be Wandy. It's Wandy. That's okay. Sort of yeah. <laughs> that's if that's what I don't know what the with. other pronunciation could be. <laughs> anyway, Wandy Peralta 
Okay. In order to get him on the roster, they send Michael King down. He's had three shutout relief. It's not the guy to send down. It's not the guy I would have sent down. Right. Exactly. Why would you send him down? I got nothing. Mike, if anything, I'm putting Michael King in the rotation now because he has been so good for us this year. And I know yesterday, Domingo Herman had a great start. Fantastic. Seven innings, whatever. There's just something about the Orioles against the Orioles. Yeah. And there's just something about having Davey Garcia, not even just like with the team, but just being mentioned by the Mm -hmm. team because over Domingo Herman's last two starts, 13 innings, two runs allowed before that start. We were talking about who's going to start for us on Monday, not who's going to take a rotation spot, just who's going to make a spot start for us. And Davey Garcia's name is getting tossed around. Then all of a sudden, Domingo Herman turns into a dominant pitcher again. And now that Davey Garcia has been optioned back to the alternate site, he's just going to, Domingo Herman's going to go back to being terrible. And it happened, you know, over the winter, he goes to the Dominican Winter League, gets lit up. All of a sudden, he's in camp with Davey Garcia again. There's a little pitching battle going on. Domingo Herman looks like an ace. And then Davey Garcia yeah. goes to the alternate site. Domingo Herman stinks again. What is it? I don't understand. Yeah, it is. It is very peculiar what what they're trying to do here because so very clearly they found some sort of a little niche for Michael King. Um, you know, quite honestly, his stuff is pretty good out of the bullpen as um, as a lengthy reliever instead of just you know kind of a one inning guy and he could become one of those really trustworthy one inning guys for sure he just needs to get in that mindset right now he's kind of more in the starter mindset where you're looking to go four five six seven innings i'd say four because you know i like that mindset for him though because he is right. he's a soft contact guy i'm when i look at a reliever i'm looking at jonathan luis guy i want you mm-hmm. to throw absolute gas i want you to have wipe out stuff i want you to strike a million people out when i look at michael king I'm saying like, oh, well, this guy could probably give us five innings in like 50 pitches because everybody just makes soft contact against him. And that's like, that's what we're looking for today. We got a, yes. we got a bad start from Jordan Montgomery today. We had to pull him after three innings. So mm-hmm. let's get three innings of Michael King in there just to kind of stabilize the ship. Maybe three innings, one run. We're not asking for a lot. I think that's a perfect role for Michael King. Right. And I think, you know, if he was going to be a fifth starter, if Domingo Herman was really all that bad, if Davey Garcia really isn't all that ready, I'm totally fine with Michael King as the fifth starter. And we just send him down. Well, I think the other thing too that you you touched on was the fact that Michael King can really serve as um, as that guy that is really the bridge guy, um, because you really don't have you don't want Chad Green to come out in the fifth inning and have to too throw early. three innings. You don't want Jonathan Luizaga if you're really grooming him to be a late inning guy to come in and have to throw two, three innings. Like you're going to get those sucky starts. I mean, Corey Kluber, he's coming off injury. So is Jamison Tyone. So that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to go six, seven innings every single time. They might have a dud of a start and they might be out in the second inning. What are you going to do then? Are you going to go to your late reliever guys and really try and bridge that gap? That's where Michael King comes into play. And also it kind of happens a little more frequently and it gives you a little more leeway with your starters. So you don't have to force them to, you have to get through six innings. You have to get through seven innings. If for whatever reason, they don't have their stuff that day. So I think it really is only a benefit for the Yankees to leave him up, but I guess they're going to do what they're going to do. Well, that's a luxury that the Yankees are used to having where, you know, the last few years, if you needed a reliever in the fifth inning, you were rolling out Tommy Canely, Chad Green, and then at the back end, you were getting to like Dallin Batanzas. Zach Britton, Aroldis Chapman, mm-hmm. like you had that 
that luxury to be able to unload the best bullpen in baseball over the course of four or five innings if you really needed to. We don't have that anymore because mm-hmm. at, at the stage that we're at, we're looking at like two innings from Nick Nelson. And I don't really like Nick Nelson all that much. I tweeted this and I don't want to see him anymore for a while. He and I are on a break. Yeah, I, I would like a break from Nick Nelson. He's just, I mean, he's got good stuff. It's just not good. It's like Jonathan Loisaga the last couple of years. Like the stuff is there. He has all this great stuff, but it doesn't result in outs. And if right. you have all that great stuff, but you can't get people out, well, then the stuff's really not all that great. He needs a little bit of work, I think. Uh, some time down at the alternative site might be good for him. Um, but yeah, it's just. Yeah, we just can't afford to put him there. We just have no other options. Except Michael King. We can call Michael King back up. Say, hey, why don't you be the, the two, three-inning guy instead of Nick Nelson? So, yeah, I mean, that's that's what's going on out on the bullpen end. I mean, just in general, I'm not impressed. I'm yeah, not that's impressed a, with these, this team. That actually reminds me, I was going to start off the podcast by doing a little bit of uh, first-month grades. So I think we just talked about the bullpen. We had our discussion about the bullpen. Uh, you know, what is your first month grade for the bullpen? Quite honestly, I'm pleasantly surprised by the bullpen. Um, I would give them an A. An A? Ooh, yeah. That's, that's pretty exciting. I think I, I think know. I'm only going they, B plus. They really hadn't had too many terrible outings. And quite honestly, I think my expectations of the bullpen were so low that they've just exceeded them so, so much. So it's really been a pleasant surprise for me to see how the bullpen has really come together after when we were looking at spring training, we basically said, we have no idea how these guys are going to fit in here, but whatever, you know, Aaron Boone must know what he's doing. Matt Blake must know what he's doing. So I like what I'm seeing so far and I'm really, really impressed with them. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll bump mine up to an A minus, uh, B plus, A minus, right on right on the cusp there because yeah. because of Nick Nelson primarily because Nick Nelson's yeah. lost us a couple games, but I'm also you know I'm not surprised by Jonathan Loizaga because Max told us that he was going to be awesome and he has been awesome and he's looking like he can kind of fill into that eighth inning role. He might just leapfrog Chad Green and say, all right, that eighth inning role, that's mine until Zach Britton comes back. And I'm totally okay with that because he's been absolutely nasty. Uh, overall, this Chapman, I think he struck out 20 of 29 batters that he's seen this year. Totally fine with that. That's pretty good. I'm, I'm okay with that performance. So let's say I'll, I'll stick with my original B plus just because of Nick Nelson. Nick Nelson makes me sad. Yeah, no, I agree. That's definitely the the one one downfall of of the bullpen here. But yes, I definitely have enjoyed watching them so far. And I feel pretty like every time in the very beginning, I felt a little nervous, but now I don't feel quite as nervous. And that's a good thing. When the bullpen doesn't make me feel nervous, I'm happy. I'm more nervous because we don't really have that depth that we used to have for like an extra innings game because we have we have seen Nick Nelson in the 10th inning a couple mm-hmm. too many times. I think it's yeah. been two times. That's too, too many. And that's I mean, that's not what we need. We don't I mean, yeah, let's get Justin Wilson going out in the 10th inning. At least he has the experience. He's done this kind of thing before. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, the runner on second rule sucks. Uh, just a, a brief mention of our of our podcast beef with breaking balls, Emily and John. Uh we're in a semantics battle, Allison, and we really need to step up our game. So right now, all we have is the runner on second rule sucks and Max is our stats genius. We need to step up our game. How? I don't what? I don't know. I'm open to pitches. I'm open to pitches. We have to establish our semantical dominance 
over breaking balls and Emily and John. That's way we got to way keep to Max. Just put me on the spot. I have no idea how to do that. Okay, I'm not a confrontational person. I'm a Libra. I'm a or September Libra. We're fighting for Max's very soul, Allison. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Okay, I'll fight for Max's soul. It's okay. Um, All right, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll, be, I'll have your back, but I just won't lead the charge. I'm not really a leader. I'm more of a follower. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's go lineup. What's your What's your first month grade for the lineup? Mm, C. C. Yeah. Oh man, I'm, I, I am drastically I I'm underrepresenting the Yankees today. You know, it's I like I said, I expected going into the season, I expected the bullpen to be bad. I expected the offense to be good. Right now, and I haven't done the research on this quite yet, but I am interested in learning a little bit more. I want to see how these players that were not considered starters or not opening day starters at the very least have contributed to the team, because quite honestly, Kyle Higashioka has been crushing it like we always called. Um, Even Odor has been crushing it since he's got here. Like he has had home runs. He's had RBI singles. He's done a pretty decent job. Gio Urshela, of course, Love the man. He's the one guy I've just been continuously impressed with in the lineup. Everyone yeah, from else... day one, Gio has been Gio, and that's right. the only guy who has been who he's supposed to be. Even DJ exactly. LeMayhew isn't hitting that well. Right, exactly. And you know, it's super, super hard to sit here and be like, yeah, this Yankees offense sucks. But like right now, that's quite honestly what I'm feeling in my heart. Um, I don't know if it's just because people are trying too hard, if they are not seeing the pitch as well, if they're not knowing what's coming, which of course you're not supposed to know what's coming. Houston Astros, you remember that. But, you know, at the very least have an idea, you know, be up there and be in the mind of the pitcher. Say, you know what? He just blazed a 97 mile an hour fastball by me. Like, what is he going to do? Is he going to change speeds now? Is he going to do it again? You kind of have to get in the mind of the pitcher. And I feel like nobody knows what's coming and everyone's just guessing at the plate. It's all guesswork. Yeah, I, I agree. There hasn't really been a clear, cohesive game plan. Cause I mean, how many times have we watched strike three on a 92 mile per hour fastball right down the middle go by? And it's just, these guys are looking for something and they're not getting it. It's mm-hmm. either, either the book is out on how to beat the Yankees, or they're just going up to the plate with no game plan. And since they're major league hitters that can't possibly be the reason I would hope not. <laughs> they can't possibly be going up there with no game plan, or at least, I mean, if you really want to simplify it, see ball, hit ball, don't watch 92 mm-hmm. miles per hour, go right down the deck because that's, you're not going to get that pitch back. That's supposed to end up in the seats, 92 miles per hour, right down the middle to Clint Frazier. That ends up 450 dead center, not strike three. Right. Exactly. It has been tough to watch. And in fact, I'm going to be completely honest with everyone. I have not been watching the Yankees. I have been letting my MLB app Tell me what's going on, because every time I turn on the Yankee game, Nick Nelson either comes in the game or someone gets hurt. It sucks. It's not fun to watch. These aren't this hasn't been a fun month of baseball for the Yankees. It's not exciting. Like I watched the series with the Dodgers and the Padres last weekend. Amazing. That was fun. That was an amazing series. And that's like that was, you know mid 2000s Yankees Red Sox like that's what that felt like to me that's it's a clear rivalry there's one team that's clearly like the Dodgers are trying to be the Yankees been like we don't really care about them because we're better than them it's it's all of that and the Padres are just 
clearly matching up with them. And they're the two best teams in the league, not even just in their division or just two good teams in their division playing a tough series. Like these are head and shoulders, the two best teams in the entire league. And they play 12 more times. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's been fun to watch them. And I think it's because when I was watching them, there's just so much energy, so much fun. They're we having don't have that fun. right now. I mean, the Yankees have they don't have that. They look lifeless. They even when there's a home run, they're not celebrating like they used to. Like even I'm going back to the days of Ronald Torres when he had the toe show and stuff like that, when they were just having fun in the dugout, DD Gregorius, like having those personalities in the dugout makes such a huge difference because they're excited to play the game. I feel like these guys have so much pressure on them right now to play well, that they're just putting more and more pressure on themselves. They can't even let loose and have a little fun. So and Mike Talkman, to be honest, was probably the only guy that showed any emotion so far this season. And now he's gone. Yeah. And Mike Talkman, two stolen bases on the season that leads the Yankees. He doesn't even play for us anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's true. The Yankees aren't having a lot of fun. And that's, you know, part of the reason why I was kind of excited to maybe potentially get Didi Gregorius back this offseason. If if DJ LeMahieu had walked. And we had to figure out, you know, what's the plan going forward? We move Glaber Torres back to second base. We get Didi on a one-year contract. I'm totally okay with that because just having a guy like Didi Gregorius or Ronald Torres, like that lightens the that lightens the clubhouse. And you need that because it's a long season. You can't be, you know, the intense Death Star Yankees for the entire year and expect to maintain some kind of level of energy. It's just not going to happen, especially when you're playing so poorly that fans are throwing balls onto the field and booing you and, and booing everybody. John Carlos Stan, Aaron Judge, Clint Frazier, like nobody is safe right now. Right. It's it's been rough. It has been so rough. I'm sorry. Now I'm following draft news and it's actually entertaining. So, you know what? Maybe after this, I'll watch the NFL draft. So I was like, there was the one thing that I paid attention to with the draft today was the Jets picked Zach Wilson. I'm not a Jets fan, but uh, he released a picture of him. Uh, that was, he looked like a 14 year old kid going to prom. It was hysterical, but all of the long Island people and the New York city people started making jokes about how Zach Wilson looks like he went to my high school, which I mean, my high school is like, it's a douche factory. Let's just say what it is. It, it was, it was a huge douchebag factory and uh, just all of the jokes about Zach Wilson looking like he went there. Like that hit me in the, in my soul. Now, I know there's, there's gotta be a couple people uh, who I know from high school who listen to this and are going to realize that uh, one person, KFC from Barstool, he tweeted out the Shamanad man motto and didn't say that it was from Shaman. Like they gave us little cards with the mm-hmm. motto on the back of it. And they said it like a hundred times a day. I still remember the Shamanad man does the right thing at the right time, regardless of who's watching, whatever. It was fucking stupid. But the, he just tweeted that with no context. And I've, we've been laughing about it all day. I've connected with some people I knew from high school that I haven't talked to in like three years because of Zach Wilson. So I'm pretty excited about that. Hey, good for you. I'm glad you're excited. Big time tangent. Uh, back back to the Yankees. I'm giving the offense a C minus. I know you said C. I'm going C minus. I clearly have a Why more. Why did you bleak. act so surprised when I said C? Then you were like rude to me. I thought I would be more hopeful than you in oh. all these grades <laughs> because when we started the show, you said this is terrible, and I said the Yankees are back. And now that it's 
kind of flipped around. You're giving them higher grades than I am. I'm giving C minus for the lineup. And the only saving graces are one Mike Ford's mustache, because that mm-hmm. kind of, that, that definitely rallied the team a little bit. in last week, mm-hmm. uh, Rugnet Odor, who mm-hmm. thank, thankfully, when we recorded the hundredth episode, I had written down in my notes, why the fuck did we get Rugnet Odor? And mm-hmm. thankfully I forgot to mention it on the podcast. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> Everyone mentioned it. So it wasn't just you. Yeah. But I didn't specifically mention it on the podcast. So now but you I did. You and know now you I were thinking it. You I know, know I was thinking, thinking it, but now until this very moment, I could go back and say, oh, looks like I was right about Rugnet Odor on the podcast. No, uh, I'm just admitting it right now. Why the fuck did we get Rugnet Odor? Last two weeks, he's been the hero. Yeah. Who Makes knew? no sense whatsoever. And Kyle Higashioka, who mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier, has more than deserved this bump in playing time that he's mm-hmm. getting. And it kind of sucks that Gary Sanchez is slowly losing his job not because gary sanchez is playing particularly poorly which he is right now but you know he's played poorly before and he's he's gotten out of slumps like that he started off the year hot we had some high hopes for gary after the first week of the season besides the point kyle higashioka is just playing so well you can't play gary sanchez you have to play kyle higashioka he's got the hot bat right now and this has been a trend going on for a year and a half where i'm starting to get to the point where i'm like maybe we do move on from gary sanchez Right. I think to be completely honest, you know, watching Kyle Higashioka at the plate, he just has a much better plate presence right now at the very least. But to be completely honest as well, he has looked good over the years. So it's not like this is just an all of a sudden, oh my gosh, Kyle Higashioka is good, which a lot of people are saying. I don't think that is a thing that just happened overnight. I believe that's been occurring over the past couple of years, and he's really just got limited playing time because Gary Sanchez is the guy. So I'm really happy for him to get more playing time. Obviously, at the same time, I don't want to see Gary Sanchez lose his job because I feel for him. I feel for the guy. He's done so much for the Yankees in, well, I want to say back in what, 2016? Is that when he came up? Yeah, 2016 yeah. came up, 2017, he was fantastic. And then since right, then, it's been right. a, and it's, a very it's sharp so, decline. So, so hard to watch that happen to a player, especially one who has as much potential for talent as Gary Sanchez does. But at the same time, you have to go with a hotter hand. And right now that's Kyle Agashioka. And he's making pitchers very clearly much more comfortable when he's behind the plate too. Yeah, the defense has never been in question with Kyle Higashioka. We, we've always known that he's an elite defender. The only thing not elite about him defensively is his arm. It's not great, which is, mm-hmm. of course, Gary Sanchez's strength. Uh, but he more than makes up for that. Um, and now it is offensively. You see Kyle Higashioka starting to come around. You know, two years ago, he wasn't really an option with the bat. He was just some guy who was playing defensive catcher today and not really a, a force in the lineup. And now you're starting to see like, hey, this guy's got some pop. Hey, this guy can hit clutch singles so who knows i'm you know we're getting to the point where it's like greg bird territory with gary sanchez i'm like i really at this point just want him to go somewhere else and get a real shot to kind of prove that he's a good mlb player because there's just too much baggage in new york with gary sanchez now there are just too many people who over the last couple years are never going to give gary sanchez a shot again and no matter what they're going to hate gary sanchez and that's i mean that sucks that's not a good environment for him to be in. I'm all, like, I'm at the point where I just, I want him to go elsewhere, not because I want to get rid of Gary Sanchez, but because I want him to be his best self. And it's just not going to happen in New York again. Yeah, no, I, I definitely can see that too. It's just really tough 
to watch. And we've seen it with several players over the years, but for some reason, this one kind of feels more personal and hits harder. He was the first one of this, of this baby bombers group. He was the first Mm -hmm. one that we kind of gravitated toward, you know, before Aaron judge, before Glaber Torres, it was Gary Sanchez is the savior of the Yankees. And so far over the last couple of years, that has not been the case last year, just statistically the worst player of all time this year started off. Okay. And now he's been, you know, more of 2020 Gary Sanchez, which kind of sucks to watch. Uh, I mean, the defense hasn't been horrible, but Kyle Higashioka is definitely better. Uh, the hitting, I think there's a clear advantage for Kyle Higashioka there right now. What's the plan for Gary Sanchez? I don't know. I think I don't, I don't see him getting an extension when his contract runs up. I don't see, you know, him re-signing with the Yankees. Maybe they go after somebody else entirely, or maybe they stick with Higashioka. Who knows? But I think the Gary Sanchez era is coming to an end pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, I I know. I don't want to think about it, but yeah. That sucks. Um, All right, pitching staff, what's your grade? Hmm. Well... We're talking about starting pitching. Starting pitching, yeah. Because we are talking about the bullpen. I'm waffling here. I'm between a B minus and a B. Ah, I have a higher grade than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason I am, and you know, maybe I was just too over optimistic coming into the season. Of course, hearing everything about Corey Kluber and his rehab, and you know, Jameson Tyone and in spring training, he looked really good. But overall, I feel like we have Garrett Cole and then we got nothing. And it's not to say that there haven't been good outings, you know, or Jordan Montgomery hasn't pitched terrible. He's only given up like two, three runs each time, but the Yankees can't freaking score right now. And that's so, what you asked for from Jordan Montgomery. He's like, give right. me five innings of two run ball and, and we're right. golden today. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not happy. I'm not happy overall, like with the overall performance. So when I'm looking at the starting pitching, all I feel is that there's Garrett Cole. And then I'm just like, meh, I'm not excited about anyone else coming through. Like when I see Corey Kluber's name pop up, I'm like, "Hmm, that might be a loss. When I see Jameson Tyone's name coming up, I'm like, "Hmm, that might also be a loss. I mean, it really depends. They're so wishy-washy on what they can do and what they can't do. So one day they could be great. And the next day they're giving up five, six runs. I... There's just no consistency there for me. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with a B plus, um, mostly because of what I expected them to be early on. I expected honestly Corey Kluber and Jameson Tyone to be a lot worse than they've been mm-hmm. uh, because you know they're coming off two years where they really didn't pitch all that much, and at the very least, you know we're seeing flashes of what could these guys be when they kind of get into a rhythm. I mean, the stuff looks good. Jameson Tyone's stuff looks fantastic it just isn't really playing right now he's getting beat he's getting beat that is it is Mm -hmm. what it is he's got good stuff he's just getting beat so i don't expect that to hold up forever i think he's going to be you know a lot better yeah he's he's going to be a lot better than that over the next you know month or two and kind of settles into his role as the second starter before luis severino eventually comes back uh luis severino is also going to be throwing the live batter soon that's some exciting news so much excitement i don't know it's Right now, I think everything just has me in a funk about the start of the season. It hasn't started the way I hoped it 
Lockwood. Even playing games against the Orioles has not been as exciting as it was in the past. It hasn't been the slugfest it has been. So tell that to Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> yeah, but usually it's Aaron Judge, Glaber Torres. It's not. Yeah, no, and and we also have a bunch of absolute nothings at the back end of the line. Like Aaron Hicks hasn't done jack shit this year. Clint Frazier hasn't done jack shit this year. Gary Sanchez hasn't done jack shit this year. Brett Gardner hasn't done jack shit this year. And we just have all the way down the line. We just get absolutely nothing, uh, which is, it sucks to watch because that's a, you know, seven, eight, nine, that's a one, two, three inning. And then the Orioles are back at the plate. That Which sucks. is also why I do love seeing Gio Urshela in like the seventh or eighth spot. I really do. Um, yeah, he's great. But down at the there. same time, no one is able to hit him in. So you can't really put him down at the bottom of the lineup if he's just going to be like, oh, hey, I'm going to hit a single right here, but nobody's on base. And then he gets on base and nobody can bring him in. Yeah, it's a luxury to have Gio Urshela hitting in like the seven or eight hole. And we just we don't have that luxury right now mm-hmm. because we don't have enough hitters. I mean, we have Mike Ford and Rugnet Odor hitting cleanup. Cleanup, Allison. Rugnet Odor. It's working. <laughs> it's working. Yeah. And Mike Ford's mustache, which of course brings about questions of should the Yankees get rid of the no beard policy? I vote absolutely yes, because Rugnet Odor looks like an 18-year-old prospect that we just pulled up from high A. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I definitely do not like that anymore. I used to be a fan of it because I was like, oh, yeah, clean cut, whatever. But like even with Corey Kluber, you know, get the beard going, man. Yeah, exactly. Some people draw you know power from maybe, their beards. You remember Brian Wilson? Yeah, maybe it'll just spark some some extra energy. Give them something to think about. Remember when they did uh, when they all did the mustaches? What was that? 2017, 2016? I don't remember what year it was, but one year they all went with like a little bit of peach fuzz there and it was pretty entertaining. It's just something to get behind. And we're this Yankees team is looking for an identity. We don't have an identity. Mustache Guardy. Mustache Guardy. Mustache Guardy. Yes. It's right here. Hold on. Yep. Pull it up. (sighs) Okay. Look. Oh, can you see the stash? I can see it, even though even though there's a pretty bad glare. I can see the mustache. Yeah, mustache guardy. Uh, <laughs> I also saw the other day that picture of Mike Ford and Brett Gardner talking in the dugout, and Mike Ford with just this this thick head of hair, this wholesome mustache, and Guardy sitting there just bald as hell, just making fun of him. I know he was making fun of him for being bald. I just know it. Well, then I guess we should expect another prank. By the way, I also have to say my boyfriend um, does not like Clint Frazier. He does not. Oh, he just thinks oh he's, man. He, listen, just listen. He thinks he's overly cocky. He's also a Red Sox fan. So like, whatever. Um, so he think, he's like, he's overly cocky. He's just, you know, ugh, I, I don't like him. And so I informed him that Brett Gardner loves to prank people. And I said, just so you are aware, his favorite targets to prank are Tyler Wade and Clint Frazier. And he goes, I think I like this Brett Gardner guy. Oh, there you go. See? Yeah, I was so close to saying it's too bad that you guys have to break up now because he hates Clint Frazier, but he loves Brett Gardner. So I guess it'll, it right. might work out in the end after all. <laughs> exactly. That's really the only thing that matters to me. As long as Brett Gardner. Yeah. Oh, and... I know this is super off topic. Are you done with your, um, are you done with your, whatchamacallit, your rant? My rant? <laughs> Not really rant. Are you done with your grade? Do you have more to say? about? Oh, no, the, I'm, uh, I'm done with the grade. 
Okay. So my boss at work, um, <laughs> she was, she's moving. Um, she's moving to closer to our office. So she's getting rid of a ton of stuff and she's talking to my actual boss. So like I have two bosses, so they're talking to each other in the office. And she says, you know, I have a bunch of stuff. I just got, I'm bringing over to goodwill. Like I, you know, I have this, this like hutch I want to get rid of. I have this Aaron judge Jersey. And I was like, ma'am, excuse me. <laughs> uh, wh- what? She's like, oh, yeah, I have this Aaron Judge jersey. I said, hello, um, I would like that. And she says, oh, no. Oh, why? Excuse me, ma'am? Do you even know me? Do you know your own employees? <laughs> She's new there. She's new there. So, but still, I and my other boss is like, uh, yeah, give it to Allison. It's our whole goes, identity. She goes, well, why? It's it's way it's way too big. I said, I don't care. I wear his dress. Give me, give me. Like I want. And she's like, oh, I was just gonna donate it. And I said, no, donate you it. Can to donate me. it to me. <laughs> I am the poor. I am the underprivileged. Give me the Aaron Judge jersey. <laughs> like what? Do people not know this? Is this just me being weird? No, I mean, this is, I mean, you mentioned that she's new. She didn't really have an opportunity to figure out what your identity is. And then now she knows. Now she Now I think she's if, scared. Yeah, if she mentions anything regarding a Yankees, the letters NY or pinstripes or navy blue, even can't mention anything navy blue and your ears mm-hmm. are going to perk up. Yeah, exactly. No, she had no idea. And I said, um, yes, I, I would like that, please. I'm... <laughs> I'm underprivileged a little bit with the jersey, so you can you can hand it my way. And then I told her, I said, yeah, it's for my grandma, but. <laughs> what a lie. <laughs> no, I might give it to my grandma. She loves Aaron Judge, but she doesn't like the T-shirts and she wants something bigger that she can wear over her. So maybe that'll be good for her. Oh, that's a great gift. And she loves Aaron Judge so much. Who doesn't love Aaron Judge? The big guy. That's what she calls him. The big guy. Well, I know who doesn't <laughs> love Aaron Judge. Yankees Facebook hates Aaron Judge. But we don't I go to Yankees this. Facebook ever. This is true. Don't go there. Uh, all right. I have I have one more thing. What else do you have? Mm-hmm. What do uh, you have? The only other thing I think I have is uh, social media based. And of course, right after Mike Talkman got traded, I immediately went onto social media and I took a screenshot of this because I was going to show you. And Eileen, uh, Mike Talkman's wifey, posted uh, an elevator picture of them with all their luggage and their dog and she goes lol (laughs) (laughs) oh no queen of the wags loses one of her one of her constituents i'm still still following her it's fine you know that's Um, right she just she's not a yankees wag anymore so yeah yeah, one of your constituents um i mean i still follow jackie frazier too and she's a pittsburgh pirates wag now so um however i do have to say i did add to the collection today (laughs) The collection. Oh my oh God. My, yeah, who that's, am I? That's some psychopathic shit that you're Psych- talking about. You make it sound like you just have a, a collection of like their strands of their hair in a, in a chest I underneath don't. your basement. No, no, no. It's just Instagram follows. That's all. Uh, um, so okay. I, I added another. You sure you weren't um, Brett Gardner's stalker? No, I'm positive. 
It wasn't me. Um, but I can tell you that I did get a an acceptance to follow uh, Gio Urshela's girlfriend, who's Hey-o. super cute. Hey-o. I know. And I'm so happy because they look so happy together. And that makes me happy when Gio's happy. Another another one. So you lose Talkman in, in your group, in your constituency, and then you mm-hmm. add Gio's girlfriend. That's great. Correct. Fantastic. Correct. Good work. I think it's good. Also want to congratulate Luis Sessa. Um, he proposed to his girlfriend. Uh-huh. Um, do you, do you have her in the follow list? I do, of course. Um, she is, uh, her name's Nancy, I believe. Um, and she is a... I think she's a reporter. Uh, but anyway, so he proposed to her at the top of the rock. So congratulations. Yes, good for Luis Sessa. Luis Sessa for closer for more reasons than one now. I mean, now I'm going to probably go with Jonathan Loisega for closer, but Luis Sessa for eighth inning guy for sure. Yes, high leverage, set up man. Yeah. Let's get given, a roll this chat. Given the, the highest of leverages. Given the highest of leverages and see what happens. I guarantee you'll be impressed. Yeah, let's. Aroldis Chapman has that splitter now. Let's use him for you know the fifth to the seventh inning. Let's yeah, give him yeah, some yeah. long work. Yeah, I believe so. I think that could be great. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last thing I have. Uh, there was a apparently false report today about Jason Dominguez starting at High A this year. Lindsay Adler kind that. of debunked it that it's not known for sure where he's going to start. And I just wanted to mention, let's not do that. Let's not rush Jason Dominguez along for any reason, because if he is the future Mike Trout of the Yankees, never, never, no one's ever going to be Mike Trout. Mike Trout is amazing. He's the best player of all time. No one's ever going to be Mike Trout, but his player comps are Mike Trout and Mickey Mantle. So if we're going to stick to that Mike Trout and Mickey Mantle player comp, let's not rush it. Let's start him at low A where prospects start and let him work his way through the system at his own pace. So that when he finally does make it to major league baseball, he's ready. Because we can't have another guy coming up to Major League Baseball not being ready and then just tanking his whole career because we wanted to get him too fast. That's all. I think that's a good plan moving forward. I think you're right. I agree with you. Good plan. All right. So that'll wrap it up for us this week then. Episode 101 in the books. We're finally into triple digits. That's exciting. And Mm -hmm. we'll see you all next week. Sounds good, everyone. Stay safe, and uh, hopefully the Yankees don't disappoint us again. Yes. 